0: God's eternal plan is perfect and it's unveiled in history according to his perfect timing The crucifixion of Jesus demonstrates this However, many people have questioned and doubted God's word because of a math problem The Bible says that Jesus was in the grave three days and three nights. How can that be if Jesus was crucified on Friday and rose on Sunday? Today on The Wisdom Journey, Stephen puts those questions and doubts to rest.
1: Jesus has now died, and not because his life was taken from him, but because he willingly gave it up to fulfill God's plan of redemption for humanity. His body hangs lifeless on a cross just outside the city of Jerusalem. Now, there are many details in the gospel accounts that reveal the physical, uh, the spiritual, uh, even the symbolic beauty of the Lord's sacrifice for us. And i got to tell you that some of the symbolic beauty of the timing here of the Lord's crucifixion has been lost because of the traditional view that the Lord was crucified on Friday. I believe the evidence points to a crucifixion on Thursday. Now, I'm not bringing this up to try to be sensational or unique. Frankly, Bible scholars have struggled over the chronology of these weekend events for a long time. In fact, I I know of four different timetables related to the Lord's crucifixion, burial, and resurrection crafted by people I admire. And beloved, none of these views are heresy. They're not heaven or hell doctrines. And the only reason I'm bringing this up today isn't because I I, I want to get a lot of hate mail, but because I believe some of the symbolism is lost here. And I want to show you this today on our wisdom journey. Now, the major problem with the Friday crucifixion is that it doesn't allow enough time to fulfill the Lord's connection of his burial and resurrection with the prophet Jonah. I want you to listen carefully to what the Lord says in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. Now, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, I realize that the Jewish reckoning would claim that a portion of a day or a portion of a night would be considered an entire day or an entire night. Jesus was certainly buried for a portion of a day, Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday morning when he arose. The problem is that Jesus says he'll be in the tomb not only three days, but three nights. Well, if Jesus was crucified on Friday afternoon, then you have Friday night and Saturday night, but not even a sliver of a third night anywhere, no matter how you slice it. Now, we're actually given some clues in the gospel accounts that makes this mystery something that, uh, frankly, we can solve together. There are three key passages, and the first passage is in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15. And by the way, this is the primary passage used by the traditional view to establish a Friday crucifixion. Well, let's look at it again here at verse 42. And when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Now, obviously, the traditional view seems to be true because Joseph asks Pilate here for Jesus' body on the day before the Sabbath. Well, that's obviously a Friday. But here's the point that's often overlooked. During the Passover festival, there was an additional day set aside as a Memorial Day Sabbath. This special Memorial Day was actually called by the nation Israel a High Sabbath. If you go all the way back to Leviticus chapter 23, this special Memorial Sabbath day, this High Sabbath, was to be treated just like any other Saturday Sabbath. No work was to be done by the Jewish people just contemplation and worship as they remembered their miraculous redemption from from Egypt on that first Passover. Now, is it possible that this high Sabbath landed on Friday of this particular year? So you effectively have two Sabbaths in a row. Well, we can we can thank John here because he's the only gospel writer who lets us in on this, this incredible fact. John writes in chapter 19 and verse 30, When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since this was the day of preparation, And so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, and John puts in this note, for that Sabbath was a high day, a high Sabbath. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. In other words, since the next day was the Sabbath, Jewish leaders didn't want these Jewish criminals hanging on their crosses. They wanted them dead and buried. And John, bless his heart, tells us that the next day wasn't a normal Saturday Sabbath. It was a high Sabbath. What do you know? This year, these two Sabbaths were back-to-back, Friday and Saturday. Now, there's another verse that hints at this chronology. Back in Matthew's gospel in chapter 28 in verse 1, it tells us that Mary Magdalene and another woman, and there were others, uh, Mark 16 and Luke 24 tell us, they arrived at the tomb early Sunday morning following the Sabbath. The Greek New Testament uses a plural noun, not a singular noun, so that it ought to be translated now after the Sabbaths. These women arrived on Sunday. This is a plural noun here because the Memorial Sabbath and the Saturday Sabbath were back to back on this year. Now, here's where the beauty of the symbolism comes into play, and here's frankly why I'm making a big deal out of this. As we understand that Thursday was the crucifixion and Friday was a Memorial Sabbath day of Passover rest, well, what does that mean? Well, if you travel back to that original Passover in the land of Egypt, you might remember that the Lord had announced that the last of the ten plagues was coming. Everyone who wanted their firstborn son to live through that night had to select a lamb, kill it, and put its blood on the doorposts of their homes. They were to eat the lamb together then as families. And the homes with the lamb's blood applied would be passed over and spared from death. Thus, you get the word Passover. Well, God told Moses to instruct the nation to choose their Passover lamb on the 10th day of Nisan, which is our March-April timetable. They were to keep the lamb for four days. And then on the 14th day, they were to kill the lamb and eat it that evening. Well, through the centuries, the Jewish people continued to follow Moses' guidelines for that very first Passover. All right, now travel all the way to Jesus' day when the 10th of Nisan this year fell on a Sunday. People began arriving in Jerusalem with their Passover lambs. Josephus was a first-century Jewish historian who lived in Israel, and he wrote about the Passover festival in Jerusalem where two million people arrived, bringing a total of 250,000 lambs to be sacrificed and eaten to remember their redemption from Egypt. Well, let me coordinate the Passover events with the Lord's activity here. On Sunday, the 10th, All the Passover lambs are brought to Jerusalem on the day we now call Palm Sunday. Well, on this same Sunday, Jesus comes riding into town on a donkey into the city of Jerusalem. Imagine, Jesus is arriving effectively surrounded by thousands and thousands of Passover lambs. And just as these lambs are destined to be sacrificed, so Jesus is destined to be sacrificed for the redemption of all. Who will believe in him. Well, then on the 14th, four days later on Thursday, all those lambs are killed and eaten as the nation celebrates their rescue by the blood of the Passover lambs. So also on that day, Jesus is crucified and his blood is shed for the rescue of all who will trust in him. Well, then on Friday, the high Sabbath day. Well, that takes place, and the nation rests and remembers their salvation from God's judgment. And what's happening? Well, Jesus is lying in a tomb, the one who promised rest for all who would believe in him, and and safety from God's eternal judgment is given to them. What, What beautiful symbolism. What divinely orchestrated timing, down to the last detail. Let me tell you, God's plan of salvation is a beautiful story of redemption. Well, with that, we're out of time for today. Until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Wisdom Journey with Stephen Davey. Stephen called this lesson, Was Jesus Crucified on Thursday or Friday? I hope this lesson bolstered your confidence in God's Word. If you'd like to share this lesson with a friend, you'll find it posted on our website, wisdomonline.org. Visit there today. One of Stephen's passions is training and equipping men and women for service to God. That's why he founded and serves as the president of Shepherd's Theological Seminary. Graduates of Shepherd's Seminary are serving God in their churches and communities all over the world. Many men have earned their degrees from the school and have gone out to plant churches. If you or someone you know is interested in graduate-level theological training, I encourage you to consider STS. We have many people who just take a class or two. They want to have a better understanding of the Bible and theology. So even if God has not called you to serve Him in full-time Christian ministry, the classes STS offers will help you. You don't have to leave your current job or relocate. All of the courses that are offered have an online option as well. You can join in with a class of students from wherever you are. If you want to study in person, there are classes offered here in Cary, North Carolina, in Laramie, Wyoming, and in Bryan, Texas. There are also clusters of students who gather together in local churches to take classes together all over the United States. Learn more about Shepherd's Theological Seminary at wisdomonline.org/slash/sts, or share this link with someone you know who's interested in seminary. Join us next time on the Wisdom Journey.